the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. Uh, we're very excited to be back this week. Um, before we introduce our, our uh, really super special guest, so it's, this is, it's a big get. Um, <laughs> we should mention that uh, uh, Will Jacobs will not be here this week. Uh, he's nursing a hangover, I think, is what it is, right? That's what I heard him yeah. say, but what he actually said was a migraine and a sprained ankle. Well, that's, so, that, that spells hangover which to me. Is hangover. Yeah. yeah. That's what he yeah, said. That's what he said. That's so. what he said. Uh, Poor, poor Will. Well, we wish you we wish you the best. Well, uh, as I mentioned, we have a very very special guest. It's I can't even believe I'm getting to say this to anybody at all. <laughs> From the Comedy Zone, the the organization, the Ha Ha Group. Uh, that's that's where my checks come from anyway. The ha -ha. now part of the East Coast Entertainment, uh, the amazing uh, Booker. He, he does all things there. Uh, Joel Pace, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Joel Hello. Pace is in the build. I can't even believe Hello. it. Thank <laughs> Welcome. You. Thank you, Jason. Um, I, I can't believe you drug me out of my car. Wow, it was kicking and screaming, wasn't it? To it was hard, man. Uh, it was an ugly scene. I will say that. It was, it was ugly, a fight. Ugly scene. There, was, there was a fight. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I didn't win, and yet somehow he's still in the building. I don't know how that worked. Uh, Joel is one of the guys who, uh, on a number of occasions, when we come to you and ask questions about something, what do you think we should do about this, you're always quick for advice, and you always say, whatever I can do to help you. Yeah, whatever I can do to help. And here you are. <laughs> Sometimes he regrets right. those statements. All right. Wait, way to set me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely here for the help. Um, yeah. uh, I love the help. And uh, Jason, the only thing I could tell you is quit. Quit, quit comedy. Just quit. All right. See that? <laughs> Most comics will agree. That's great advice, actually. See? Get out while you can. I didn't say my advice was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Now, so there's, uh, in terms of the the comedians in the area, just the, our audience who aren't comedians as well, um, I kind of want people to know where, where you came from, because you you are a staple in the community here. Yours, yours is an opinion and a, uh, you know, that, that people value, and, and so it's good to know right. where you came from, how, how yeah, you got into a little, it. A little background yeah. on me. Um, I was born and raised... A little sooner, a little sooner than that. I was born and raised. <laughs> uh, I was raised. Um, uh, yeah, so my comedy career started. Um, actually, a friend of mine asked me to go to see a comedy show at the Comedy Zone way back in 19... I'm not going to tell my age. <laughs> it was yeah, the 80s. Oh. Um, <laughs> but asked me to go see a hypnosis show and... Uh, there was two shows that night. They had a show, they had like an 8 o'clock show and a 10.30 show. And uh, so we got there. We were, we were going to go to the 10.30 show. 
they had a karaoke bar next door. So we went and we hung out in that karaoke bar waiting for the first show to let out so we could go in. So at the karaoke bar, a waitress walked up to me and said, Hey, I know you from high school. Once again, I'm not saying what year it was. <laughs> nope. And uh, she goes, I know you did singing and acting, and will you host karaoke tonight? I'm like, hell no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves. That's the Joel we all know. She, <laughs> hell no, she I ain't leaves. doing that. He's a helper. He's a helper. <laughs> she leaves. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the nice guy. I'm Simon Cowell of comedy. There you go. Um, um, so she leaves, but she comes back, and um, like five minutes later, she goes, hey, listen. I talked to the manager. He said he'll give you 50 bucks and all you could drink. I was like, fuck yeah, game there on. It is. <laughs> Let's that's, go. That's and, uh, right to your belly. That's, and, how, uh, that's how you get things done, man. Hey, it worked out. It works um, for me, too. So I hosted karaoke that night, and um, I never got to see the the show, the comedy show. But the um, So during karaoke, I took the entire crowd that was inside the karaoke bar to come out in the parking lot. We were doing bunny hop. We were doing all this stuff you shouldn't do. The manager comes out yelling at me, like (laughs) screaming at me, getting in my grill, getting right (laughs) in my face, going, hey, man, you can't take my customers outside. I was like, listen, first off, I don't work for you. (laughs) I've already got my free drinks. (laughs) I was ready to book it. I was like, I don't work for you. And secondly, don't ever yell at me again. He was cool. He backed down. He went back inside. Then he came back. I, I got all the customers back inside. <laughs> I felt scolded. I felt like mom came and yelled at me. I felt scolded. So I took them all back inside. Uh, then he came back and he goes, hey, man, this is probably the most fun this place has ever been. Is this something you would like to do? I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, weekend job. Yeah, I'm good. Friday, Saturdays. I'll, I'll, I was at UNCC Charlotte, and uh, he was like, "Cool, but you can work every Friday, Saturday night, being you know host of karaoke." I was like, "Yeah, no problem, man. But do me a favor. Don't ever yell at me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to end up bad. It's fair. <laughs> and uh, it's a fair request. So it went well. So I went from like karaoke guy to bar back." To bartender, to assistant manager, to general manager, with Brian Heffron, um, mm-hmm. Heff that owns all the comedy zones, and I've been there ever since. So twenty nine years later, I'm still here. So that place was the, was a comedy zone when you were there, or it became the comedy. It zone? was a comedy. It zone. was the comedy that, zone. That, that was point. a full week long full. It was there first. Full time comedy club in Charlotte. Wow, now okay. we had one before that was at the Radisson, which was in early eighties or late eighties, and I bartended there. Oh wow! But I got it's weird because I bartended there, but then I went to shit. I went to I went to the Comedy Zone Independence and and got that job. Yeah. I, I just fell into it back ass yeah, right. man. So you so th- you started you know basically hosting for them hosting these I, different events and then at what point do you go sort of uh, behind the curtain behind the scenes and and develop as a as a booker as a ma- as a management and it took a while so I, I went from like you know the comedy karaoke side of the bar to but I, I learned everyone I watched I was there every single night. I was yeah. there from 9 a.m. till 2 a.m. 
every day just watching comedians and, and learning what they do and really taking it in. And um, when I got to the point of being the manager of the club, then we started doing the booking process. And the managers usually book the uh, MCs. Mm-hmm. So you have the normal shows, the MC feature and a headliner. Mm-hmm. So they gave me the duty of booking the MCs. And a lot of our MCs came from our comedy class. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had comedy classes back then. We had Julie Scoggins or Mike yeah, Spielberg right. or Paul Hooper or Randy Matson or, you know, some of these guys. Yeah, these are big, you th- know. That are out there doing stuff. Yeah. Everybody but Randy. He sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Randy, Julie, if you're listening. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Randy, Paul, and um, Spielberg are killing it. Um, but they started in our comedy class, and but they were babies. Mm-hmm. So I, my job was to book the MCs in the beginning. So that's how I learned the booking process of it. Interesting. Yeah, and, and you know I work with those guys now, so mm-hmm. I mean it's kind yeah. of amazing to to hear that where they that they did start in the class and that's where they cut their teeth. Do you know if that's, I mean, that's where they cut their teeth? Do you think or absolutely? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they start. They, they weren't start. somewhere else and came in and took the class. They uh-uh. they got their start there. Uh uh-uh. uh They all started in that comedy zone class. Uh-huh. And who was teaching the class at that time? Were you? Were you? It was uh, Brad Greenberg and Brian Heffron. Okay, I got. Oh, right on. Okay, great. And I was sitting there giving them Coca Colas yeah. and water. <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating because that's. I mean, to. I mean, I don't know what the class was like. I mean, you know the class today, and we'll kind of get into it a little bit more later, but. Do you feel like it's had the same structure to it, the same format, the class then versus now? I think the mentality of it, the the um, the focus that we have as instructors are definitely the same. Yeah, like we still have that same end goal, you know, entertain an audience. And Brad and Hef did a great job of teaching those people go this way, Mm -hmm. you know take your everyday life scenarios and turn it into that written word that you can change it into a performing word and be able to sell it to an audience. They did that. I learned from them. Mm -hmm. You know, if it wasn't for Brad and half, I wouldn't be here. So, so you watched them, you watched the people in the class, you watched comics, you know, every weekend, which is something with the, on the show here we say all the time, that mm-hmm. go, go watch comedy. That's, you want to learn. Obviously, you have to do it. Don't get me wrong. But another big part of the puzzle is got to watch the best. Got to watch the best do you, it. You got to go do it. I mean, you went through the class, Jason. I did. Oh, yeah. That's uh, come up quite a bit. I have not gone through the class. You invited yeah, me you a sucked. long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That is a that's a motto of uh, Joel's. That's uh, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Is uh, don't yeah, suck. The, wor- is, uh, the word suck is always in my. <laughs> but Jason went through it, um, mm-hmm. and Brian. I mean, doors always open. It's still they, open. I, for, I it's still open for you. Yeah, I should probably do it. I agree. So, so that was on Independence, right? You said that was Independence Boulevard. Charlotte. And then yeah. when? So when did it move up to college? It was on college, right? Uh, I can't tell you the year. Okay. It was. Well, yeah, probably close. And I was here, so it was probably. T- I know it was there around 2002, and I. Don't it was there in 2002 because yeah. um, I moved to Pittsburgh for one year. That was 1999. 2002, the club was definitely. Yeah, that was um, my first when I moved back here. In that's Charlotte. the first place that yeah. I went was yeah. So, so Hef bought the business from Greenberg, right? And it was around 2000. 
and he called me. He goes, hey, man, I'm buying this. I'm buying the business. You got to come back. That's great. I'm like, all right, I'm coming back. <laughs> Dude, was it a big shift? Did a lot change? Because I, I have to admit, I'm not that familiar with Mr. Greenberg. But, uh, I mean, what did he? No, not really. Um, he taught us well. I mean, Brad, Brad's a great guy, Greenberg. Mm -hmm. I mean, he created the whole thing. You know, he started out with, like, wrestling bears and boxing kangaroos and trailer mm -hmm. parks. Yeah. And they went, uh, hey, do you know any people that tell funny jokes? He said, yeah, I got it. Didn't know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out and got comics and brought them in. So Brad Greenberg is the one that created the Comedy Zone. He's the Brian origin story. The origin story the origin is Brad yeah. Greenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Heffron took him over. Yeah. Took him down. Yeah, hey, you know what? That's great. You know, um, but it was a good thing. I mean, it, it was all happy. Everybody's shaking hands. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't a bad thing there. Sure. It, it was fun. Yeah. There's a Charlotte legend or something like that that, uh, that the Comedy Zone, remember when Charlotte, I, I can't tell you what year this was, but when Charlotte hosted the Final Four and they kind of created this thing in, they didn't call it Uptown at the time, they called it Downtown, and they created this fake little, almost like little pop-up like bars and clubs and things so the people who came to the Final Four had something to do and that the Comedy Zone was part of that, right? Wow. Was kind of part of that. That is correct, yeah. yeah. So, um when the Final Four, I think it was 1994, I think. Um, so we had this pop-up bar. Go, go, yeah. Google, go Google it, Brian. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so produce, when, when we produce. had the Final Four in town, um, we were one of the very few choices of clubs that was, that was asked to come do something downtown. Because the entire city was dead. Mm -hmm. There was nothing there. It was all empty storefronts. Um, we got invited to open up a club there, and we did it. So Hef and I once again <laughs> went down there. 1994. We, 1994, yep. yeah. And we built this entire club. So we went in, we put sound lights, wow. built an entire bar, um, set everything up, and... Uh, we were the only bar that I that I remember that did not get a fine by the <laughs> <laughs> fire department for being over capacity. Not saying uh -huh. that we weren't right. Yeah, slow. we were packed, <laughs> but they left us alone because we made them laugh. That's they, great. They would walk in and they would start counting heads, laugh, and walk out. They left us alone. Wow. So they had a good time. It was a fun, fun. Here's the worst thing. I was bartending at that time. And I would get there like at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I would leave at like 4 o'clock in the morning hmm. the next day. I'd get like one hour sleep. So after about four days of that, I remember I was driving home, and I had this beautiful Camaro. It was such a nice hmm. beauty it was. I don't think anyone was surprised oh you drove a Camaro. God. If I'm being honest. <laughs> God. <laughs> Nickname was Nico. Dude. <laughs> I, I was hot stuff back then. So uh, <laughs> don't sell yourself short, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember driving home. It was like the third night, and I fell asleep on the way home. I went up in somebody's yard. No, oh, no. Hit a tree. Bounced off. Crushed their mailbox, and I woke up with cops sitting around me, going, 
what's wrong with you? I'm like, ah, dude, I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just tired. And it was. It was just tired. Yeah. There, there was no booze in my system or anything. Um, but it, that was during that time. Yeah. But that's how hard we worked to make sure that that show went right. Yeah. You know? Well, and that was really, uh, at least, you know, in downtown Charlotte's history, certainly that was kind of a seminal moment that, like, created the opportunity for what is now Uptown Charlotte to become what it is now. No one ever called it Uptown. Well, no, of course. Until that's, after yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it was always downtown. Yeah. No, Nobody went downtown. I'm born and bred Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it grow. Um, but no one ever called it Uptown. Yeah. After that weekend, everybody started calling it Uptown. Yeah, that's all marketing. Yeah, it's all, but I think I, it's no, all it's, marketing. I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> the to, media forces you people to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all surprised. I mean, I've been working in the entertainment business for a while. I mean, not as long as you guys have, but I'm not at all surprised uh, uh, to hear the hard work, the and mm-hmm. sweat and mm-hmm. shit that goes into this, and putting yourself in a, you know, compromising position of working, you know, 18, 19 hour days. I mean, I've done that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, to me, that's something that and anyone who wants to do this. I mean, sometimes that's what you're just going to do. Yeah. Buckle up, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, easier to do it when you're young than it is. Now, if I did an 18-hour day now, I'd be laid up for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's no way. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, listen, I've, I've changed my lifestyle to do it differently. But no, yeah. it makes sense to me. So so that is around then. That's So it was almost 10 years later that you opened the club up there. That was 94. Mm-hmm. You said so we opened? The, you opened the College Street cl- uh, Club. Yes. So it was like 2000. Yeah, but you said two, th- that, um, that Final Four thing was just like a, it's only there for a week. Yeah. It was put up and shut down. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was just a. Yeah, that's great. Thing. Oh, that's, yeah, it's like you said, you, it was a seminal moment in, in yeah. history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you remember who the performers were that week, or was it. I did do. you bring in names? I do. Um, we had Mr. Pat Godwin. Okay. We had. Which is a big guy on Bob and Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pat's amazing. I love him to death. I've bailed him out of jail like three times. <laughs> um, and Pat, if you're listening, I'm he's sorry I told you stories. <laughs> he's, um, a, he's a helper. <laughs> we had Charlie. We had Charles Viracola, which yeah. was Planet Charlie. Oh, I remember yeah. Charles. Uh, Charles was a name. big local comic at that time. He was a writer for Carrot Top that mm-hmm. lived in Charlotte at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we used to manage. And uh, so Charles was there a lot. There was um, the great Scott, uh, magician. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, just leave it there. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nodding enough. <laughs> He's good. He's really good. Corporate events. Yeah. <laughs> Hire great Scott for corporate events. He's good. <laughs> um, and I think Todd Yan came in. Actually, let's go back to Pat Godwin. Pat Godwin got his booking. He was talking to one of our agents at the time, was uh, Mr. Tom Haynes, and he lied to Tom and told him that he, you know, he's this professional comedian, does all this stuff, and and sent him all this fake stuff. And Tom was like, "Okay, cool, Pat Godwin, let's bring him in." <laughs> wow, <laughs> he was the hardest working comedian. Yeah. He lied his way to he get lied. the gig, <laughs> but he got the gig. Hey, there you go, man. And he delivered. You know, so for comics out there, don't lie to me. 
<laughs> <laughs> but if you are going to lie. But when you bring it, you better bring it. Yeah, that's right. So Pat had it. Take I mean, advantage he, of those opportunities. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fascinating. So you're at, so so. Who were some of the big names of uh, the cl- the original club? I mean, who were some of the people you've seen? I mean, I swear you guys have told me Steinfeld. Oh my through. God! I mean, there's so it's many. Just everybody in the nineties. It's everybody because that was that was heyday, right? That's comedy heydays. In Seinfeld, 90s. Um, Ellen, yeah, you know Rosie. I mean, all the big names. Yeah, back then, Chappelle. I mean, we it's knew amazing. them before they had five bucks in their pocket. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the turnout? I mean, did Charlotte know this was happening? I mean, was this a club that was seating 300 people? Packed. Packed. They it was 400 plus really? seats. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So a little That's bigger packed. than it is now, it sounds like. Yeah. Because it's bit just bigger. under 400 now, right? We're at 385. Okay. Right now. That's amazing. That's amazing. Packed. Yeah. Were you using. We local were the only game in town. Right. Yeah. Were you using local MCs still at that point? Yeah. Uh, right we, we all always use locals. Yeah. And. Um, they were it's a great opportunity to our cut best, your teeth. We our sell best it all buddies. The time. Yeah. All right. So you guys move up to uh, College Street, and it seemed like that you were br- only there briefly, though, right? We were there College about Street. five, six years. Five or six years, and then you moved to where it's currently at the music at factory. The factory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, did you? Were you just seeking out the factory? Why, why such a short time? Did you just end of a lease? You guys wanted to move on. I'm just kind of fascinating because I don't really. Yeah. Know the so story. the College Street thing. Um, I can't get into a lot of details, but so we had, um, it was the people that owned the property were going to do something different. Mm -hmm. So they had plans in place. So while we're looking around trying to figure out where we're going to go, we had, you know, Elizabeth, we had Uptown, we had Factory all calling and asking. I want you. I want yeah. you. I want you. Because we're an anchor. No matter where Comedy no, Zone goes, yep. you're an anchor. Sure. You're bringing in thousands of people every single week mm-hmm. for comedy. Right. So they all kept, you know, fighting amongst themselves. And Hef made the greatest deal ever and and hooked up with the factory. Yeah. You know, so he made a great deal. We got a great home. That club is amazing. It's yeah, amazing. It so really is. Week in and week out, the people that I see, the people that I work with, headliners, feature whoever it is, walk out of there going, this place is amazing. And it's amazing because I don't think there's a bad seat in the house, first of all, for mm-hmm. audience members. And just the audio and the, the layout of the room for comics that, you know, I, I'm, I'm still learning this kind of stuff, but low ceilings, the, low ceiling. the, the sound comes straight back to you, you know, when you're doing Bounces well. Bounces right back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a fantastic club. So uh, it's an A it room. Remi- Charlotte, come out to this club. It's if, amazing. If, if you if you go back and look at comedy, like the way it started, it started in basements in the mm-hmm. Catskills. You know, mm-hmm. way back in the day, that low ceiling. That's exactly what the Comedy Zone in Charlotte right now has made. Mm-hmm. It brings yeah, you back to you literally originality. You literally made it that way, from what I understand. Made it. Yeah. And yeah. and have developed that he yeah. drew it out he planned it out he dug it out yeah it he didn't exist it the way, way it is now was not how mm-hmm. the building was you guys Mm-mm. actually designed it dug b- underneath the building you laid cement he, all this kind there of was, stuff there was a little bobcat back <laughs> inside there digging <laughs> out yeah <laughs> you know some crazy dirt and taking down poles and you know it's amazing yeah. what he developed yeah fantastic 
Uh, I think now's a good time to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, I want to hear more about the class uh, that you teach, what the, the future of that is, uh, a little bit about what people can see if they want to take the class, where they can go to, uh, to do that. And just your thoughts on uh, kind of what's going on in Charlotte right now. What's, the, what, what's good about it? What can we improve? What do comics need to know to work with the Comedy Zone and other clubs around the country? So when we come back, we'll talk about that. Soreness and pain isn't always the result of activity. This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. Prolonged sitting in a car or at your job aggravates muscles and joints and can cause pain. A standing desk can help. The key to alleviating the discomfort that sitting can cause is changing positions more frequently during the day. Alternating between sitting and standing at your desk, in addition to taking walk breaks and stretching, can work to loosen those tight muscles and joints. The perfect standing desk should be high enough so your computer keyboard is at elbow level and your monitor at face level to avoid neck strain. Before you start standing at your desk, take into consideration any knee or foot injuries and wear flat, comfortable shoes. This has been your 60-second wellness tip, powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. I hate the class. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. All right, welcome back, everybody. Took a quick break there. Uh, we are here sitting in this room. The room just seems a little brighter today because we have the great Joel Paces in the room. Yep, yep. Yeah. Seems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> see, see what I mean. <laughs> uh, so we got we got a little bit of the backstory of uh, where you where you're from, how you were involved with the Comedy Zone, and and kind of we we finished as we're here. Uh, at the Music Factory. Great club. It's fantastic. People want to get on that stage. Uh, local comics want to. Aspiring people who just want to get into comedy. Uh, I've been a, a, an advocate of the class. I, I took the class. Will Jacobs took the class. Brian said he was too I good for it. I have not taken the class. Brian sucks. He said he's, he's too good for that, and he didn't <laughs> think he needed it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. You know, there's some people that uh, feel like classes and things like that, don't, you don't need it. Go cut your teeth. Uh, I think there's more than one way to, to skin a cat. I love the class. To me, uh, it was invaluable. It was a jumpstart to what I do, uh, which is, uh, you know, I'm on the way to a, you know, to a pretty decent career in comedy. So I, I, I hold it in high regard. You're decent. <laughs> I, I'm on my way to being decent. Okay. That's how's that? Is that, uh, is that a little bit better? Pretty decent. <laughs> pretty decent. <laughs> pretty and decent is how. Uh, You're pretty. Qualified. Yeah. Oh qualified. my god. Yeah. I look at myself every day. I like what I see. And decent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you've seen you've seen uh, uh, you know hundreds of people come and go, and now you've been an instructor in the class. You've you know you you were the guy. I mean, I took the class with you, Johnny Millwater, um, which to me was fantastic. I know you and Len taught the class for many years. Uh, what's the state of it? How do people get into it? Tell us a little bit about it. Um, so, if you want to do stand up comedy, you don't have to take the class. I want to say that first. Right. You don't have to take the class. What the class is, it's a cheat sheet. It's yeah, a cheat sheet. I love it. Yeah. It, it, it helps you out. It cuts out years of 
of trying to figure out how to write material, how to get to the funny, how, how to uh, your stage presence, your mic delivery. Um, it, it helps you out a lot. And when you're in the class, you have a group of people that become almost family to you. Sure. It's a, it's a, it's a big experience. It's a life. big experience. For me, it was a life-changing Dude, I, I got experience. off the phone right before I came over here. I got off the phone with a lady by the name of Tracy Curtis, and she was a writer for Charlotte Observer, and she did a big story yeah. back in the day. You remember? Hey, hello, Brian. I was in that article, yeah. Yeah, you were in that <laughs> article. Yeah, yeah. Tracy talked to me, but yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Tracy Curtis... <laughs> Um, I've I not just, taken a I class just for call, I just <laughs> talked to her, man. Uh, and by the way, Brian, we're programming this big function that... Uh, the festival? No, not no? the what? festival. We're doing a fundraiser, and I think she would love to see you. Uh, what's when? Yeah, let's talk. What? Uh, let's talk. Okay, we'll talk yeah. later. Get off. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Intrigue. Intrigue. But, but um, just... Talking with her about the class that she went through, she started naming off people that were in the class that I had forgotten about. Because mm. um, each class has about 10 to 15 people in it. Right. Now, there's some that will stick with it and keep going on. There's some that just, you know, it's just a something they want to do one time, sure. and, and I'm out of here. You know, whatever you want to do, it's fine. Um but she had this thing. She was like, what's going on with Zaydun? I'm like, oh, man, he's awesome. He's doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Tara Brown? Tara Brown's doing this. Jeez. Yeah. What's going on with Lauren? Lauren's doing this. Now, she quit a year, but she came back. Now right. she's doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's back, back in. That's right. I mean, just kept bringing up names. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, you guys were the greatest class ever. So um, every class is it's really fun. You, you get to meet a group of people that all have the same goal, and that is to get on stage, tell some jokes, and make people laugh, period. Yeah. That's it. That is amazing to me. It takes a lot of cojones to get yeah. up on stage by yourself in front of a big audience and try to entertain them. Right. You know. So what the class does, it, it's going to help you develop your material, your writing, your stage presence, your delivery, your timing, things that, that will make you feel comfortable to do that. Yeah. And, and you guys don't write for the for no. the, the people in the class. No. That was we, one thing I think it's it's an important sort of distinction. If you show up thinking they're gonna write it for you, that's not the case. And we have we have quite a few that walk in that think that like uh, oh they're just gonna write me a a skit. Yeah. They call it a they skit. They call it a skit, which is like a skit. Chalkboard. First of all, first time you say the word skit, you're out. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> don't call it a skit. Yeah. I'm going to get so angry. I'll throw something at you. <laughs> um, don't call it a skit. No, we don't write your material. It's your material. Um, but there are a lot that show up and go, hey, I thought you were going to do all the work for me. Like, nah, dude. Nah, it's not the, that's not the You got to do this. Yeah. It, is, it is your stuff. And what we tried to teach everybody is, um, you know, write from your life scenarios. Tell, mm-hmm. tell us the truth about you. Mm-hmm. Who, who are you? I want to hear your point of view, your POV. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your point of view. Yeah. Who are you? You know, I want to hear about you growing up. I want to hear about your siblings. I want to hear about your parents. I want to hear about, um, you know, you going to college. 
your school life, you getting a job. I want to hear about your marriage. I want to hear about the kids that you have. You know, that's the easiest thing to write about when you first start out because it's real to you. Mm-hmm. You know, be real. Talk about stuff that's real to you. I think it's I don't easy. care. I don't care about orange barrels on the side of the road. I mean, yeah. any asshole can talk about that. <laughs> I think it's easier to be funny when it's your personal experience. Mm-hmm. Be personal. Yeah. It's literally the only thing that separates you from every other person. You know, that's one thing I always tell everybody. It's it's like, dude, what is it that you think separates you from the herd Mm -hmm. of comedians? There's tons of them out there, thousands and thousands. What is it about you that separates you from them? What is your point of view? Tell us something. And I think there's this. There's a. a, There's an odd. opinion about the class from other comics that uh, that they that they will coach you into a certain style of comedy and it's just not the case mm-hmm. I've, I've always sort of scratched my head at that criticism i've never walked, uh, well, walked there, out or felt like there, there's definitely some because some people that don't go through the class because what we teach in the class is especially for our graduation night we teach that we want clean comedy mm-hmm. we want clean comedy now clean doesn't mean you can't do innuendo you can have a shit here or there, sure. um, but we want clean comedy. Yeah, but that, that's not coaching a voice. That's saying it's not teaching them. No, you've got to be this way your whole life. Yes, that and that's not to me. That's not even a style. That's just a a that's just a a, a function. Uh, you know, when you're doing this, just do this, not this. You'll get more work from us if you do it this way. You'll get more work in general if you do this. That's not to me controlling your voice, your delivery, how you do right. something. Yeah, but. When you say get more work, all right, so get more work, there's two different things in comedy. So there's, everybody thinks they're a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Everybody. Right, Brian? <laughs> Every, Brian? Oh, everybody. Zing, Brian. shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> why did you make eye contact <laughs> with me? I don't know. I don't know why I looked <laughs> right funny. at you when I said that. It's very I'm sorry. I don't, again, I've gone on the record as saying I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but every, <laughs> everyone thinks they're a comedian, and they call themselves comedians, and it's and it's changed throughout the years. But there's one thing that's tried and true: is comedians are people that can get on stage and entertain an audience, no matter who's out there, young, old, black, white. You entertain them all. That's a comedian. Yeah. If you get on stage and you're FFF, talk about my crotch, talk about my crotch, FFF, talk about my crotch, and you turn off 90% of the audience, you're not a comedian. Yeah. You know, all you're doing is you're playing to your buddies in the back of the room. Mm -hmm. You're trying to make your friends laugh. Sure, right. If you try to make your friends laugh, go tell them to give you five bucks. (laughs) Don't don't get on a stage and tell our paying customers. To enjoy this, right? You know, I mean, just be an entertainer, right? And I know, I to me, that feels like a, I mean, I, I interpret that as that's a broad stroke statement of saying, in general, I mean, at the very least, go be hysterical first, yeah. In my mind, you can be dirty and be funny, yeah, but the funny has to be there, sure, sure. If, if your punchline is fuck, right? If, if that's that's what gets a laugh. Sure, you're not funny. Uh, yeah. If, if you're if you're leaning on to cuss to get the laugh, 
Yeah. You ain't funny. Right. Yeah. There you go. Well, I was going to say that you know, by requiring them to work clean or asking them to work clean in the class, you, that you're really sort of challenging them because that's harder. Every comic will look at what Brian Regan does or what uh, Jim Gaffigan does, Regan, both clean Regan. comics, and go, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, it, it, It's harder to work clean than it is well, to tell dick jokes. But and, for and, the class also, we try to teach them because what we want them to be after the comedy class your next step is to MC shows. Mm. Now, when you go MC shows, you got to be clean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't care if the headliner is talking about banging his sister. I don't care. Right. You got to be clean. Absolutely. It's the step. You got to earn your stripes. You have to be clean. Yep. To get to that next level. Yep. And then you go from MC, then you get to feature. Now, the feature act's going to do 30 minutes. 25, 30 minutes, 35. You can edge it up a little bit, but you still can't be filthy. Mm-hmm. Right. People didn't come to see you. They right. didn't pay right. Right. to yeah. see you. They paid for that name on the marquee. Mm-hmm. You're just a guy on stage. You have to keep them entertained. And a lot of headliners, even the dirty guys, will tell you, hey, I don't want somebody dirty in front of me. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to take the shock value out of the yeah, room. They're going to exhaust. They're going to exhaust the fuck. They're going to beat the crowd down, <laughs> which you know? is a complaint. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what I've heard. Uh, that exactly that 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 you know you're going to you're going to take away from the steam of what the headliners doing and don't do it. And as an MC, which I do quite often, uh, yeah, I mean that's the rule. Don't don't be dirty. It's an e- and it's an easy rule to follow. Every time I hear someone complain about it, I always get frustrated. It's like, it's just easy. Just do that. It's not that hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's not and that it's, hard. And it's, you know, it's unwritten, but everyone follows it. So. so for the young ones starting out, whether you go through a class or not, I don't care. But the young ones starting out, write clean material. Mm-hmm. Just write clean. If you get in a situation where you need to edge it up a little bit or you need to dirty it up, you can take clean material and do that. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can't take dirty material and clean it up. It doesn't work the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, so write clean. Yeah. Take that material. It's going to work no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. You can edge it up whenever you need it. Mm-hmm. That's great. If so, you're writing all dirty, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. It's hard yeah. to go back from there. You're just, li- yeah. you're just you know, you're just limited. That's that's yeah. always been the thing that I walk away going with. I want to be as universally, uh, uh, you know, uh, accessible. That's that's sort of been my goal. Like you said, I you can dirty it up. I can drop an f bomb in, you know, wherever it needs. It's, I mean, that's that's easy to it's do. It's easy. Yeah. So so you in the class, you're teaching them be clean, the basics. To me, the stuff, the the simplest stuff you guys taught in the class to me was some of the most interesting things, like just moving the mic stand out of the way. Just getting a little, I know that that's laughable. How that it, It's more production of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yes, absolutely. So, if you ever see a comic that walks up to a mic, microphone stand and they pull the mic out and the stand stays there. In the middle they, of the, yeah. Right in the middle, right of, in the middle the stage, of the stage. Right in front, yeah. And they take a step back and they perform. That mic stand is still sitting there right before it, it, it's a separation between you and the audience. Yeah. It's simple things. You know, it, take that mic stand, put it in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that you put the mic back in. Make sure that don't ever go, hey, guys, that's my time, and turn around and hand 
your MC the microphone. Yeah, yeah right. That's right. terrible. Sure. You know, just put it back where you found it. Um, there's a lot of simple things. Yeah, those things to me became indicators when I watched somebody else perform and saying, well, that's not, that's not how it goes. And, so, and even if the person was funny, it still took away from what they were doing. It, it became this, this, little, this little red flag that would go up, and you don't see anybody of, of value, of, experience, of any experience doing shit like right. that. So it was a great to No me, one making money. To me, it, it, that was one of those things that just put me just a little bit further ahead where if I was getting a look from uh, Ted or Lisa and they, you know, to get an MC or for you or anybody who was there, I did something where if you never saw me before, you wouldn't know whether I just started or not because I was doing all the things mm -hmm. that a professional comic would do. Uh, and some people would laugh at that, but to me, that was that was just a jump start for me. I, I just felt like I stepped ahead of some people. That's what the class is. It, it, it it's a jump start. Yeah, you know, it's it's just something to point you in the right direction. We're going to help you not make mistakes. Yeah, you know, we're going to get you there quicker. Right. That's what the class sure. is. It's great. We're going we're to give you tons of pointers, help you on the writing, the performance, the delivery, the stage presence, um, you know, how, how to handle the microphone. Microphone's a big part of it because, hey, man, without a microphone, you got nothing. Yeah. You know, you have to talk to the audience. Right. That's your friend. And a lot of people hold the mic way too low and you can't hear them or they'll hold it out to the side and you can't see them. Yeah. yeah, they back off of it. Um, that's what the class, I mean, yeah. That's what the class does. And then you also get to spend time with, you know, 10 or 15 classmates. They're going to be there with you for the entire ride, mm -hmm. you know. So you're not in it uh, alone. It's, and, it, and it's not alone. And, you know, our, our classes, we do them on Monday nights from 7 to 10 for six weeks. And then on the seventh week, you have a graduation night. But during those six weeks, it's not just Monday night. You know, we say class is Monday night. Mm -hmm. But all, every day during those six weeks, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I don't care, you email us with an idea, you tell us something, we talk with you. We help develop it a little bit more. Mm. The class setting is on Mondays. Yeah. But during the day, you wake up Wednesday and go, hey, I got a question about this. Let me know. Yeah. I'm going to reply. And we had homework when we did it. It wasn't anything super there's complicated, but no, there's homework, not. man. You had to, made you think about it. Made you think about the class. To, I want you to take something to work the next day and think yeah. about it, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the graduation uh, was a spectacular experience. If you want to go, and we, you know, we always laugh about it. It's like this is going to be the best audience that you perform in front of. It is. Going <laughs> here's here's what I tell everybody: graduation night is the funnest night you'll ever have. All right, because we have ten graduates, and they're allowed to bring, or ten to fifteen graduates, and they're allowed to bring all their friends and family, anyone, anybody they want to invite. So it's a, it's it's a house full of. Friendly fire. Yeah. It's loaded. It's <laughs> loaded for it's you. It's loaded. Oh, my God. They all know why they're there. It's the friendliest audience ever. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I tell all of them, like, look, 
We're going to have a great night tonight. You guys remembered all this stuff. You've done the work. You got it memorized. If you forget something, who cares? Yeah. Just keep going on. The audience doesn't know it. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. Just keep on that mic. Don't let go. And the audience will erupt, and they always they do. always do. And the last thing I tell them is like, oh, so what's going to happen tonight is you're going to have the greatest time <laughs> ever tonight. You're going to be on stage. It's graduation night. Yeah. People are going crazy. It's like standing ovation. Crazy applause. Yeah. You're going to walk off that stage. Come over. High five me. Hug me. Chest bump me. Fist bump. <laughs> whatever you want to do. And tell me, damn it, Joel. That was the fun, <laughs> most fun I've ever had in my life. I'm going to be a comedian. And I'm going to look at you and go, go to open mic tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then you're going to go, fuck comedy. I hate it. <laughs> like this this is the dumbest. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, take it for granted, but, but you know, enjoy your time on stage. Yeah. You know, that, that's the message I'm trying to tell them. Like, dude, anytime you get on stage, I don't care whether it's an open mic or showcase or graduation, anytime you get on stage, do the job. Mm -hmm. Do the job. Mm -hmm. And what's your job? Be is, it, is it to entertain your friends in the back of the room? Is it to make Joel laugh? I don't give a crap. Jason, Brian, yeah. who? Yeah. They don't, yeah. sure. you know, it doesn't matter. Make the audience laugh. Entertain the audience. Mm -hmm. If all you're doing is getting on stage to entertain each other, mm -hmm. I'm talking to comedians, if all you're yeah. doing is getting on stage to entertain each other, you've you've failed mm -hmm. yeah. right yeah. entertain an audience so, so even if it's open mic and there's and there's a lot of open mics that you walk into and there's two people right sitting at a table i'm glad we're getting it because this was kind of where i wanted this to go now is talking about open mics young as i throw up air quote young comics new comics people who are out there what is the what is the the steps they need to take to start getting uh, access or just looks for clubs everywhere, not just the Comedy Zone, anywhere. Showcase shows, I know those are seem to open be... Open micers? Yeah, people who open mic, just uh, aspiring comics. Like, what, you know, where, what do you, what is your suggestions on, on what do they do? Be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Be honest with yourself. And perform to, every time you get on stage, perform like there's an audience of 500 people mm -hmm. there. Right. You know? Um, that's discipline. That, that's it, not an easy it, thing it, to do. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard because your visual, your eyes will look out and you'll see two people sitting there. Yeah. You have to act like something in your mind, you have to set it and go, there's 500 people here. I have to entertain the masses. Right. You know, if you're, if you're working to entertain other comedians, you're done. Right. You're, you're, you're not going to win. You know, entertain Mr. and Ms. Smith that just hired a babysitter that just came in, you know, and they ordered their chicken wings. They're not there yet, and their beer's a little warm. Entertain those people. Yeah. Those are, the, those are people that paying customers, mm -hmm. sure. you know, people that make a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, comedians entertaining each other, that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Why sure. don't you just... <laughs> Go get a room somewhere and go get a Holiday Inn room and go over there and just sit in a room and tell each other jokes. <laughs> right. That's stupid. Sure. When you're at a club, 
entertain the audience. Yeah, yeah. I don't care whether there's two people in that audience or 2,000 people in that audience. Treat it the same. How do they get your attention? You being you being who you are or managing a club or, you know, how does, how does somebody make you stop what you're doing and say, who's that? We hear it. You hear it. You hear it. You say... We hear it. Within the, the industry. Now, either we're going to be there. You know, Charlotte's a different beast. You sure. Know, we, we, and we, this we is where we are, so that's what's most important. Right. So, yeah. so if we're talking to Charlotte comedians, we hear yeah. it. We see it. We, mm-hmm. we have our managers tell us, you know, somebody brings something up. Yeah. They'll flag it up and go, hey, have Lynn, Joel, you guys, you get, we really got to look at this guy. Yeah. Um, I got, so, a couple, so they, I, got, I got a couple today from, you yeah. know, one from Myrtle Beach. I got one from Port Charlotte. Um, headliners calling me, telling me the MC was so good, it might be time for him to move up. Hmm. You know what? That's here, fantastic. Here, here's how you get found out. Do your job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Keep, do your, your job. keep your head down. Do, do your it. job. Keep your mouth shut. Do your job. That's that's uh, you know, don't I don't complain, know. I don't know don't. so much about mouth shut. I'm not going to say that, but do your job. You know, there's a comedian by the name of um, Drew Thomas. I don't know if you guys know Drew. Drew's great. He's mm-hmm. awesome. He walked in my office probably 15, 16 years ago, and uh, he sat across from me from the desk, and he goes, "Hey, Joel, I don't know. I, I know you don't know who I am, but in." Three years, I'll be headlining for you. Not like that. Yeah, I was like, that's confidence. I got mm-hmm. no problem with confidence. Confidence yeah. is fine. But once you sing it, yeah, you, you better bring it. You got to back it up. Yeah. Right. You better bring it. Yeah. And he did. You know. So I started using him. MC'd a couple places. They're like, oh Jesus Christ, we <laughs> this guy should be featuring. Started featuring. And they're like, oh man, bring him back as a headliner. Mm-hmm. He's headlining. It wasn't three months. It was about six months. Yeah. But the proof was in the pudding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? You can talk all you want, mm-hmm. but it is, it's you. It's what you do on right. stage. It's not personal. Mm-hmm. This is a business. Do you pay attention? It's, it's a business. Do you pay attention to anything else that they have going on? Uh, social media, any of that? Absolutely. Kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. And I'm probably the worst on social media. Don't follow me. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, I was going to ask you because uh, no. some, some would say you're. Leave me you're, out, Jason. <laughs> um, oh, God, I don't want to. I'm, I'm the only one that. Uh, sitting with you and sitting with you on Facebook is I a very know. different person sometimes. I know. So. But, but, but it, all right. So, social media. Let's talk about the comics first, and we'll get to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So, comedians. Um, just remember, whatever you put out there represents you as an employee, mm-hmm. not an employer. You're an E. Uh, so whatever you post, we look at. You know, yeah. if, if you have a lot of political stance on one side and not the other, and 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 uh, if you're if if, if you go <laughs> if you go so crazy and, and like dirty stuff and you're posting pictures of girls with their, you know, it it just, we're going to look at that stuff. We have to hire you as an employee, Mm -hmm. you know, so we have to, we have to make sure that you're going to fit in 
where we're going to send you. Mm-hmm. You know, so just be careful what you put out there. Right. It represents who you are. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you could suggest that people do? I mean, I see some people will post clips about clips of them on stage, little videos or whatever. You're, you're just saying we're we're you're just paying attention. Uh, you're getting information from other people who are getting good reports back to you guys. Just again, just things that people can do to, you I, know, I think make waves. Yeah, social media is a big thing today. So I mean, you have to put stuff out there. Mm-hmm. You have to. You listen to podcasts, but keep you ever it. Hear about podcast? I keep. I've heard of one. one. <laughs> are you familiar? <laughs> with <laughs> the idea? I heard of. No, I don't listen <laughs> to shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do, um, but yeah. So be. Just anything you're going to put out there, make sure it represents you the right way. That mm-hmm. it, It's who you want to be. But remember, this is a job, all right? It, it is a J-O-B. It's a job. Now, comedy, it's an art. To me, mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of the most purest forms of art there is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a man or a woman standing on stage yeah. with a microphone by themselves, trying to entertain people. You don't have a band behind you. It's not improv where you get to play off other people. It is one person and a microphone. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> that is tough. With a lot of people with their arms crossed saying, yeah, make right. me laugh. They're, I they're all sitting That's there right. going, make me laugh, monkey. Come yeah. on. You right. know? Um, right. And it, it's true. So, I mean, God bless anybody that wants to get on stage and do it. It's tough. It's hard. Yeah. It's really, really, really hard. But if you're going to take that step to do it, be professional in it. Yeah. You know, represent sure. yourself online. Now, listen, I'm not saying you can't have your own thing, but, you know, have your personal page and then have your professional page. Mm-hmm. Separate it. Sure. You know, have your friends over here, Facebook friends over mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And then Facebook fans over here, separated. Right. You know, say what you want to say. I I never want to tell somebody they can't say what they want to say. Right. But there's a way to say things without saying it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I, I I think so. I think 100%. a lot of what I do yeah. is you can say something and, without you know. saying it. Yeah, absolutely. Just be yeah. careful of what you say because it represents you. Mm-hmm. It is the business side of it. And, and it's something else we harp about here is, is you know, something as simple as being a good hang, which is the thing that keeps coming up. You're in a green room with someone. You're at work. You're at small bar after a show. You're at work still. Oh, small bar. Be, oh. be a good hang. <laughs> but it's true, though. Yeah. Whether it it's a small bar or a club any, you know, in Buffalo or anywhere else, it's, you're with the headliner and you're a problem. You, then you're a problem at work. You're a problem. So uh, that's, not, yeah, I think a lot of people miss that or can miss it. Is there anything that, uh, you know, we're going to wrap things up here shortly, but is there anything that the Comedy Zone is looking for? Is there anything that's... I can't say Comedy Zone, but us. I mean, yeah. we're always looking for new talent. We want new talent. Mm-hmm. We want to bring a bunch of people in so we can get rid of Jason Allen King. Yeah. Put yeah. It. First thing's <laughs> top of the list. Please. He's gone. End it. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> but we're always looking for new people. So, uh, you know... The thing we look for is professionalism, not only on stage but off stage, mm-hmm. which goes back to social media. We want to we want to see professionalism. Um, we want to see originality. You know mm-hmm. that you're not doing. If you're doing someone else's jokes, you're a hack. And I promise you, we know it. Oh yeah, 
we know it. We've seen it all. Um, your timing, your delivery, you know. Um, and references mean a lot. They really, really do. I don't care whether you're an open micer, an MC, a feature act, or even a headliner. References mean a lot, especially when they come from people that we trust. You know, yeah. if another club calls us and goes, "Hey, you need to use this guy," we're going to use him. Mm-hmm. There's only four big clubs. There is. In, in the entire yeah. comedy world, yeah. the comedy world is huge. But you got Comedy Zone, mm-hmm. the biggest. Then you got Improvs, you got Funny Bones, and you got uh, Zanies. We're all friends. We're all buddies. We talk on the phone every single day, yeah. and we tell each other, "Hey, use this guy. Use this guy. Use this guy." Mm-hmm. Every single day, yeah. you know, a phone call from one of them, you're in. You're done. You know, so. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're at a Comedy Zone, a Funny Bone, an Improv, a Zanies, or if you're at an open mic. You don't know who's sitting out mm-hmm. there. Right. You don't know if one of us is sitting there watching you. You know, Anytime you get on stage, take advantage of that. Right. That's stage time. Be proud that you're up there and perform it. Yeah. Give a hundred percent. We, that we harp on it. Stay, there's, there, there's no cheat in comedy. Mm-hmm. There's it's not. Stage time. It's everything. Yeah, very good. Um, any, uh, I'll, li- I'll I'll let you off the hook as far as uh, social media. I won't I won't dig. Don't follow me. That. Don't fo- <laughs> don't follow Joel on uh, <laughs> Joel Pace. As Shut Joel up. Pace at no. I'm Shut up. <laughs> uh, I will confuse you. Here's my social media. Here's my game. Here's my game. Okay, I'll tell you. Here's my Do game it. on social media. All right. And a lot of people get confused about it, and I'm going to tell you guys. All right, so one day I'll, I'll post like a Bible verse. The next day I'll post, you all suck dick. And <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, it's not at all confusing. It doesn't. Not at all. But, um, but to me, it means, you know, it's, it's me because I, I have my beliefs, but then I also have reality. <laughs> yeah, of course. And uh, so I, I, try to, I try to make them work together. It just doesn't seem to work that way. <laughs> 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 but, but it's fun to see other people's reactions to it. They're like, oh, I love you. Oh, I hate you. Yeah. Oh, I love you. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Like, what? <laughs> Social media, we've learned, uh, can be a very, uh, it's fickle and it is volatile. Yeah, and it it's playing with people. Dangerous. It, yes. it, it's the dumbest thing ever. That yeah. y- you 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 own other people. When you write something, you own them. Hmm. You own those people, and they know. You know they're going to react one you're way or the other. Buttons is what you're saying. Yeah, you're pushing buttons, but right. you still own them. Mm-hmm. No matter what you you write something. You own them. Mm. Now, what their reaction is going to be, you don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe it's like, hey, or maybe it's like, ooh. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> right. But it's, it's the easiest thing to do to mess with people. Mm-hmm. And I love to mess with people. Right. You know, I, 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 <laughs> this is going to be messed up. <laughs> I'm just backing away uh, three from the mic, we- Joel. Three- That's all I'm doing. We gave you an out, three- Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I told you I'm honest. <laughs> so That's I don't- true. That's true. <laughs> I am honest. So uh, three weeks ago, I went to the grocery store, and I had to buy some steaks and hamburger and chicken to go home to cook for the kids. And I got four kids, and 
Um, yeah, I got four kids, so leave me the hell alone. Yeah, I was I, I'm poor kids. I Jesus am Christ. tired man. Um, but I went there and I bought a watermelon. I took the watermelon. I was driving home, and I stopped and I put it on a doorstep of my neighbor. It was like three houses down. Just and set it there. For no reason. Okay. Just set a watermelon there. Uh-huh. And went home. And I'm sitting inside the house going, I wonder what they're thinking. <laughs> That's what social media is. Uh-huh. When you post something, you're going, I wonder what they're yeah. thinking. <laughs> I put a watermelon on someone's doorstep mm. going, I wonder what they're thinking. Right. It's the same shit. Social media. Social media. You get to find out, though. I'll tell you what they do. They reply right back. Yeah. But it's the same thing. You ever have regrets on there? I I still wonder what they thought. When they walked out that house (laughs) and went, there's a damn watermelon on my step. And they look left and right. (laughs) They have no idea. Yeah. And I'm sure they're not listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) It's a safe bet. It's a safe bet. They're not here. Yeah, that's right. All 12 listeners. (laughs) <laughs> we have more than that. I know there's we, more we of you have guys out plenty there. more than that. Um, <laughs> so you play with it. You use it as a as a thing that you want to just mess with people. And uh, yeah, I think I do mostly. Yeah, you know, sometimes I I say sincere stuff, like you know, it was my anniversary Saturday, and I said I love my wife with one of my favorite people. I, I really meant that. Yeah. You know. Aww. Uh, you, yeah. Did you wonder what she thought about it? She was kissing you at the time. Yeah, so man, I, I wouldn't hey. doubt that, actually. <laughs> I love Stacy. My wife, Stacy, loves Jason. We have a great time. We're She's awesome. Uh, Stacy's amazing. So, amazing. yeah, you know, when I post something like that, that that's real. Uh, yeah. But I will post stuff just for the yes. reaction. You abs- I've absolutely seen it where you, you just want get, to get the goat. Roll it up, man. Yeah, you want to, yes. I've seen it. If there's one thing social media is good at, it's uh, recognizing shades of gray. That (laughs) (laughs) that it's really good at recognizing the nuance and spirits. You know, so 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 that's how you approach social media. That's not how I approach social media. (laughs) Well, because we're different. Wait, 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 wait. So there's different. So there's social media that you know absolutely we have to have Mm -hmm. for advertising purposes. Mm Sure, right. You know, to get your product out there, mm-hmm. we have to have that, you know. And um, I do that for a lot of our clubs. Mm-hmm. Right, right. My personal page, that's just buckle up. You. <laughs> <laughs> buckle up. That's great. That's great. But I but I have to say it's honestly I think probably good for people to hear you say that because I've seen you push buttons and I've seen I've seen the 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 remnants of uh, people whose buttons were pushed and and they get wound up and it's pretty hysterical. Uh, so yeah, I just I mean, g- good for you. Again, I I approach it from by not engaging in. No, I'm not talking about you specifically. No, no. But y- you but just had, we we've had conversations absolutely yeah about certain posts and when you jump in and when you don't. And yeah, and I don't and I I to some degree the the people whose buttons have been pushed. I shake my head a little bit and go, "You, you kind of did this." Yeah, you know. If I can throw gas on the fire, <laughs> I'm going to throw gas right. on the fire. <laughs> if you are so weak, yeah, <laughs> right, that these six letters <laughs> that I type out, <laughs> yeah, are going to infuriate you. 
I win, dude. I win. You know, and you know, but I will, and I always go back and apologize. Like, dude, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean anything. You know, um, uh, but I can't help it, man. I just can't stop. Yeah, sure. it, 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 it's my vice. <laughs> it's my. V- I, I have to have that. <laughs> well, Will, Will Jacobs and I had this conversation, and, and uh, I can't remember the headliner right now. We were on it together while she was in town, and. Um, uh, you know, was what what do you do in social media situations? And Will had a very profound statement that it stuck with me and says, if someone doesn't say something to my face, not in a confrontational way, if we're not standing in front of each other and something is said, then it didn't really happen. Right. You know what I mean? Which now, is so true. Now it's not you know, if someone started going at his wife or something like that, I'm sure that, that would be a, a you know, consider that button pushed. But if it is a some criticism of comedy or or a political difference, or whatever. And it's just what. There's no sense no. of getting wound up. It's it's not real. It's, it's not, not real. real. It's not real. It's not real. And I agree with Will on this. Yeah. Because there's been many times that comics will get online and you know say something. Comics like to and get then, their butts pushed. And then, pushed. And then I'll I'll stand. I'll go. Hey, there he is. Let me go talk to him. I'll get right in front of him, and he goes, Hey, man. You know, I was just playing around. I didn't mean anything. Right. I didn't. You know, I was just. Right. It was just social media. I didn't. I didn't care. You know, I really didn't mean it. Like you wuss. You know. Right. Yeah. 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 We just yeah, devoted yeah. no fewer what, than what? six shows to that. Yeah. <laughs> With the whole, yeah, we did. The whole. You're a keyboard warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Brian re- referring to the the what do we call it the, the, the uh, comedy uh, zone uh, kerfuffle. The Great Charlotte Comedy Kerfuffle. Yeah. Kerfuffle. Yeah, they, they, that was oh the <laughs> Millwater thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hey, by the way, I love Debbie Mo- Millwater. Of course, I love yeah. Debbie. Oh, Debbie great. does an amazing job. She's awesome. She's a catalyst and a bridge. Johnny. What do you call her? Grinch? She's a, she's a catalyst and a bridge. For oh, bridge. Canadians. I thought you said Grinch. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm glad you asked for clarification. <laughs> Sorry, I, Debbie. I, I love <laughs> Debbie. I love Debbie Millwater. She she does so much for us. Uh, we love yeah. her to death. Uh, Johnny Millwater, he's amazing. I love the guy 10 times more. Um, he He's just one of the greatest guys ever. Yeah. He, he's a leader. He's a guy that will point you in the right direction. He'll never say anything negative to you. Which I don't like because you should be honest and tell people if they suck, they suck. But he, he's a good, really, really, really good guy. I love him to death. And he's a really good kisser. Mm, interesting. <laughs> well, I look forward to finding that Th- out. That explains. We were drunk. It was Easter. Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. Anything? Well, how do you want to? How do you want to leave uh, the the comedy uh, zone podcast? You want to tell um, everybody where they can get to the class? Anything coming up? You want to push or promote? go to cltcomedyzone.com. That's the Charlotte Comedy Zone. Uh, the website has it. The information on there. Um, to the comics that are listening, just keep hustling, man. Just do your best. Get out there. You know, don't listen to each other. Listen to the audience, um, and. Jason, you're fired. I'm out. This will be my last oh, podcast. Everybody. <laughs> be so good they can't ignore you, right? That's what I took away. If you guys want to uh, uh, catch up with Joel, just go to his office. Go to his house. He'll, he'll, he'll welcome you with open arms, I'm sure. Yeah, sit right across from him and tell him how great you are. He loves if, that. if you message me, I swear I will give you my cell phone. I do. I tell yeah. every comic, here's my cell phone number. I'll I, talk to you. I uh, Yeah, I can back that up. You certainly did that for me, and you've done it for a lot of people that I know. So... Uh, it's good. I like when we have people from the club, uh, part of the booking, all that on here to to shed some light on some of this stuff. So we appreciate you being here, Joel. Uh, uh, Will, uh, I hope you had a banana and you know and some sugar and banana. lots of fluids. <laughs> yeah, it's good for a hangover. Oh. Potassium, so. <laughs>
<laughs> Brian, we did it. We did it again, Brian. We did it. We did it. We Thanks, did everybody, it. For, for tuning in to the Comedy Zone podcast. I'm uh, Jason Allen King. So long. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs> <laughs>